Thanks for listening to the Unlocking Athletes podcast presented by the EAX Athlete Academy, where we dive into youth sports and everything that comes with it. I'm your host, Nate Woodruff, Athlete Academy Director and General Manager of Evolution Athletics Gym in West End, North Carolina. Today, I'm really excited to talk to my friend, Dr. Aston Dommel. Aston is a dietitian for the United States military, as well as a competitive CrossFit athlete. Recently, Aston competed at the East Regionals for a fitness competition called Battle Bunker where he took home the title and qualified for the Hypercon Games in October. In this episode, we dive into what nutrition should look like for our middle school, high school, and college athletes out there trying to improve their performance on the field or court. What to eat, how much, when to eat, and really just give you some simple strategies as an athlete, parent, or coach that can have a huge impact on your ability to perform at your best when it matters. Now let's get into episode one of Unlocking Athletes. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, today we've got Aston Dommel with us. Um, so I'm going to kind of let him introduce himself a little bit. Um, but fitness enthusiast, nutritionist enthusiast, um, all the things. So I guess just kind of talk about your background athletically, academically, kind of when, when and why you got into nutrition and kind of what, what's your role right now. Yeah. So um, currently I'm a registered dietitian for the U.S. Army on, on base at Fort Bragg. Um, Prior to that, I was a sports dietitian for UAB Athletics and the director of uh, Olympic Sports Performance. Um, so that was a cool role. So I also have recently finished my PhD here, what, last December? So about from the area of this, like six months or so, somewhere around there. Um, so I had the unique opportunity to work as a sports dietitian in UAB Athletics and get a lot of experience working with athletes of a variety of sports, ages, male, female while also pursuing my PhD. So it was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, like my research ended up being on the athletes that I worked with, and it was looking at body composition change over, uh, over breaks, right? So we had some convenience data from the COVID, right? So pre and post COVID, um, convenience sample of like January, February, of right before COVID hit. Yeah. And then when our athletes came back in August, we also body comped them. So I had body comps there, so we looked at that. Um, and then we compared like the winter breaks so the COVID winter, I call it the COVID winter break in my right. paper. Um, it was like six or seven weeks for a lot of our athletes, eight, because UAB just basically told their athletes to not come home after, uh, after Thanksgiving break. Whereas normally, you know, Thanksgiving break happens, you come back for two or three weeks on campus between yeah. finals and the last couple of days of class, and then you go home and come back. Right. So, you know, it was significantly longer so comparing those two winter breaks yeah. that that longer winter break versus the usual winter break uh the next year okay um so it was interesting to look at so it was cool that i got to the research was on the athletes that i worked with and yeah. that was kind of the goal of the were you doing all sports or olympic sports or what were you uh just a, yeah olympic sports okay. yeah there was a separate dietitian also a phd student who was in charge of football yeah um so i don't really have much experience with like football athletes yeah. um i mean a little bit just from talking with them and kind of going over to their facility but they had their own, you know, separate yeah. facility, like a lot of yeah. football teams <laughs> in colleges, um, whereas like we had our, our own little area and, yeah. and everything like that and kind of separate from the sense of like nutrition as well. Like they had all of their stuff and snacks and food and yeah. way more money to spend on yeah. on their nutrition budget, whereas I we had a fueling station in our weight room um, and like 16 grand for, for the full year for 200 plus athletes. Right. Basketball sort of did their own thing. Like had their mini own mini fueling station that I helped with a little bit, but then like all the Olympic sports other than the basketballs were yeah were using that fueling station. So that's it was cool. interesting. So were they coming in like checking in with you 
like weekly, daily? Like how did that kind of work? Yeah, it just level? it just depends. Um, I mean, the filming station was utilized by most athletes after lifts, or a lot of times they would come in during um, like between breaks or leaving the athletic training room, kind of walking through because they knew there were snacks there. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, like actual counselings, it just depends on like the athlete and kind of what their goals are and, and what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on the mindset, I, I do make follow-ups, even with like the soldiers I work with now. Um, like I do make follow-ups sometimes, but the way I view nutrition is it, it's like so much on you, yeah. right? Whereas, you know, as a strength coach or, you know, when you're, when you're coaching these kids, they're in there with you, right? right? Or like they're coming in when you're there. So, and then you're instructing them, things like that. And that's probably the only time they're working out. Whereas nutritionally, it's a lot more onus on the person, sure. right? Because you're meeting me, with me for a half hour to an hour, maybe yeah. once a week. Probably as like probably on the high end. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the time, you're eating on your own. You're making those own decisions. You're right. not even like eating while we're talking. Right. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, so at the college, at the D1 college level, um, like are most of your nutritional, like I guess check-ins are those like the athlete decided they want to do that or is that something like coaches like hey you need to go see him and talk about xyz uh so it could be all of them yeah right um sometimes it's the coaches like might recommend that that they come in and talk to me um it could be the athlete coming in on their own yeah. it could be uh, a lot of times what ended up happening is it was like the ats the athletic trainers um you know bringing the athlete in be like oh i was talking to them because like the athletic trainers are around them so much more right, than yeah. probably any other staff member you know maybe the the um, strength coach too yeah. but those are the two people who interact with athletes at the college level more so than their own coaches basically right. yeah. um, so they know things so a, a lot of times it'd be the athletic trainer come in and be like hey this athlete hey or sorry like um, Aston this is so and so from this team right she was talking to me we're having this issues I think you she could benefit from talking to you right yeah. um, so a lot of it was kind of that or like strength coach similarly right like yeah. Hey, I was talking to so and so. They're trying to put on muscle. I directed them towards you. Like, yeah. make that kind of intro and that kind of handoff, That's because cool. you know, again, they get a lot more face to face time with them yeah. than they do. So it's a little bit of, a little bit of everything, yeah. right? Um, plus, they're probably a better intro than like the coach being like, "You need to go see the yeah. the dietitian for whatever, the for whatever, for yeah. whatever reason or, or things like that." So, so yeah, it was definitely interesting. I liked it. Yeah. Um, you know, still performance that I do now, but definitely, I mean, it's just a different type of performance. Right. Um, still athletic performance, you know, the, the care model for, for soldiers nowadays is similarly, is modeled after the college setting. Okay. Where you have PTs, ATs, strength coaches, um, dietitians, all in kind of like that same sphere. Right. So we can all interact. We can all function as like a care team together. Yeah. So. That's good. But yeah, just a little bit different feeling and kind of strategies wise and yeah. resources and just wide variety from there, you yeah. know. So. What kind of brought you into nutrition? Like, what, what got you excited about nutrition? Like, is that something that you found in high school? Is it something yeah. you started in college? Like, kind of how did that yeah. come about? Um, probably, like, a lot of people uh, or a lot of guys. I mean, I started reading men's health in, like, yeah. in high school, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, just like, ah, I have no idea. I started reading this. I mean, I was, like, a little husky when I was, you know, like, going. I went into ninth grade a little husky. And then um, I played volleyball that junior, or that year in the, in the spring. And... I like lost a little bit of weight. I was like, man, I really like this. So then I started like reading up on like men's health and stuff like this, you yeah. know, um, in the, the late two thousands, you know, when there weren't that many resources. Yeah. So, uh, ended up losing way too much weight, right? Like just 
um, started eating healthy, but, you know, no idea. Um, and then, you know, just kind of went from there, continued to kind of like read things like that. I got a little better. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my training was stupid. I was like, <laughs> I was like running. I, I don't think I took an off day for like two straight years. I'd like run five or six miles every day. Yeah. For like what's two, rest? Who needs that? Like, I didn't even know what that was. And yeah. it was like silly too. I was like a volleyball player which is a power sport, like, right, now in hindsight. Distance. And then I was trying to distance, and, like, I mean, like, I was decent at Bible, but, like, I'm like, man, I could have been so much better if I, like, <laughs> if I, I trained, because I wanted to be, like, I wanted to be, like, a special forces operator, like okay. a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Like, my plan was to, plan was to either, was to try to get an RTC scholarship of some sort. Yeah. Um, and then, if that didn't work out, just go right in the list, and then go through, like, the, the x-ray program yeah. for Green Berets, or... They have a similar program for SEALs. Right. So I was gonna, like, that was kind of my plan. So I was like, oh, oh, endurance. I just need that. You know, I was working like an hour and a half, two hours a day. Right. It's just like, and then I'm like, man, in hindsight, I should just ran track or cross country at that point. Right, yeah. You know, it was silly. I was like running with the, uh, the track athletes. Like we didn't have Sunday or we didn't have Saturday practices for volleyball. Um, so I became like good friends with some of the track athletes cause I would go on like long runs with them on like in the winter yeah. and then like on the Sunday or the Saturday runs when like the whole team was together, I would like run with their best distance athletes just casually. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. And then when I was 20, I got diagnosed with type one diabetes. So that kind of cemented nutrition. I wasn't, right. I wasn't a dietetics major. So to be a registered dietitian, you have to do a four year program. Um, which is like an accredited program focused on nutrition, a bunch of like classes, counseling, medical nutrition therapy, a bunch of stuff like that. Um, so I wasn't even majoring in that when I was first diagnosed, but I had like nutrition and then I got diagnosed, kind of was like want, like figuring out what I want to do. And I was like, this yeah. makes sense. Like, let's yeah. kind of see this. And then kind of has led me here kind of serendipitously. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, I mean, nutrition is interesting in, from like my side, right? Kind of the strength coach side. Uh, Cause like you said, I, I get these kids similarly, maybe depending on the age of the kid, three, four hours a week, maybe. Right. Um, and working with like middle school kids all the way through high school and college kids, like they all have varying degrees of control of what they eat. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's the challenging thing that I have. And that was one of the things that I kind of wanted to bring you in and talk a lot about is kind yeah. of what your approach would be for, um, like middle school athletes, high school athletes, is it different? I've, I'm sure there's some common threads in there. Yeah. Um, but kind of like, you know, you've got, obviously you've got a lot of hormones going on in the middle yeah. school kids and even some in the high school yeah. kids as well. So kind of what would your approach be, I guess, first with kind of that middle school group and yeah. then the high school group? Yeah. Um, so regardless of who I'm working with, whether it's middle school, high school, college athletes, um, adults, the, the basics of nutrition are, or the way I like to really teach the basics of nutrition are protein, carb, and color, right? And what I mean by that is protein, um, the easy way to think about your protein is going to be sort of any animal products, you know, all of your meat products, your eggs, your dairy, um, beans, legumes are sort of in there. They're a little bit lower protein, but, you know, beans and legumes, soy products, nuts, um, some, and then some of your like vegetarian options. So that's kind of what I mean when I say protein. And then carbohydrates, right, are going to be um, your kind of whole grain. So anything whole grain, you know, whole brown rice, quinoa, um, whole wheat, pasta, or bread, potatoes, corn, beans, legumes, again, um, 
those are more those like complex carbs. So when I say carbs, generally in that context, I mean like complex carbs. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about simple carbs, or we'll probably talk about simple carbs and like how you feel around activity. But um, those are kind of the carbs you should have at meals, right? Those more complex carbs. And then color is basically just fruits and vegetables, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so regardless of of who I'm working with or how old um or how old they are, like that is the foundation, right? Yeah. If you can't do that, right? we're not going to get anywhere, right? right? It doesn't matter how much you supplement, what you're trying to train. Like if you can't do that, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's, right. and like I said, that's the foundation. I tell, yeah. I tell people, if you can do that, you're probably 80% of the way on your nutrition. Yeah. If you can do that at more meals than not, right? probably pretty solid, right? Like, you know, there's not going to be too many holes. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the way I really like to start regardless of who I'm working with. Um, and you're kind of right um, with like the middle school, specifically like middle school versus high school. You got to talk about that, that autonomy piece, right? Yeah. Is you know, in middle school, how much autonomy do they have over the nutrition, right? Yeah. Like, are they are they cooking anything? Are they like allowed to get snacks from the fridge? Are they can kind of controlling what the, the what is being purchased in the home? Yeah, I mean, you run into the same issue at high school, but they probably have a little bit more autonomy or right. pushing those, especially when they can drive things like that. Yeah. Um. And then even, you know, kind of even both middle school and high school, right? I kind of, I, I would almost lump them together a little more because yeah, like puberty might be a little and hormones might be a little bit more in middle school, but it's still going to kind of run through, right. right? You know, I mean, what is it like the stat? Like most males aren't fully developed until like 18, 19, 20. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're looking at all the way from, you know, you could have six, seventh graders who really haven't hit puberty yet. Yeah. Uh, males wise all the way up to like 18, 19 year olds who are still, yeah. you know, I don't know about you, but I feel like I grew an inch or two, you know, when I was yeah, in college. High school, college, yeah. Right. So, so same idea. Yeah. I think what's interesting, like what I see with a lot of middle school kids is you've got some that still have like that baby fat on them. Yeah. And then some that are already kind of developing right. a little bit of musculature. So like the way that I kind of program it, and I don't know if, I don't know if it's the perfect way. But I try to do it like, hey, if I've got a kid that's, you know, still got some of that baby fat on, mm -hmm. then we're going to try to do a little bit more strength stuff, a little bit more conditioning right. stuff. Where if I've got like a skinnier kid, that's where we might add, add in some hypertrophy work and accessory work and that kind of stuff. Is yeah. that like if you got two kids like that nutritionally, are you doing anything different if a kid's still got some baby fat or is it just like he's going to grow out of that anyway? So that's where it's so hard. Um like it's called Tanner stages, like the Tanner stages of puberty for yeah. both males and females. Like I think it's one through five. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it'd be more of like a case by case basis. Yeah. Um, because you're also running into if they still have the baby fat, are they, are they even really able to develop muscles yet? In right. the sense of like, do they have those hormones in their system that they can really develop? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's probably. some middle school kids who like might have that baby fat, like you said, and but are they even putting on muscle because have they even hit the point where they're able to and right, what you're yeah. seeing from like the strength perspective and, and the gains are just like neuromuscular adaptations, right. Yeah. right? I mean, that's typically, I definitely see that and I tell parents that and they look at me like I'm crazy, but it's like when that first like eight to 12 weeks when they're working out, like yeah. they're not getting any stronger. They're no. just figuring out, like yeah. their brain's figuring out how to use their body. Oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, after that 12 weeks, at that point you're in there for, you know, three months at that point. Yeah. Now you can start probably seeing some actual strength. Right. Gains. Right. Um, yeah. So that's, 
that's an interesting statement because usually the questions that I get from parents most are like, hey, what supplement should be taken? Right. And I always kind of go back to, well, like, let's talk about what he's eating first. Right. And let's see, like, the whole point of a supplement is to right. supplement your diet. Right. right. So let's figure out what he's eating first. Yeah. And um, even and even with, you know, um, like, speaking to, like, the baby fat or, like, a leaner kid, I'm going to go their diet or, like, what I might program or program for them is going to be more based off of like their activity and what they're doing yeah. how they're training right you know if you're more of if you're putting more on like hypertrophy and more just like strength building then you know you i mean you still need carbohydrates but you might be able to get away with a little bit less where if they're more of an endurance athlete they're doing some more of that like cardio high intensity kind of stuff yeah um and like more overall volume then you know maybe up their carbohydrates a little bit similar to how you would in um with like any athlete, yeah. you know, the more endurance-based athletes are going to need more carbs, yeah. are going to need more higher carbs, right, to fuel activity or in the endurance sports, right. Whereas your power, shorter sprint athletes are going to can get away with like less just because they're not they don't yeah. need as much. So, so that's kind of how I would treat that more. So I wouldn't really treat because again, it's so hard to tell right. with kids like what Tanner stage they're in, and and even then it's like, you know, I, I mean I wouldn't even really trap most athletes most athletes try to lose weight at, like especially at that age yeah because you don't know when they're going to hit that growth spurt you right. don't know when they're going to hit yeah unless they're you know, just obese right right they, they yeah there's some situations some where you where they're yeah severely overweight but you yeah. know if they have a little bit of weight on it's like well like are they going to grow and yeah, like, you like may grow six inches two, right in six months so. right we don't we can't know that and you know it's so it's so hard to tell like that's not my realm like i mean doctors yeah. may like you know their pediatrician may be able to tell like truly what tanner stage they're in yeah but, you know, but even the pediatricians, I've never seen one that's correctly guessed. Be like, oh, yeah, they're yeah. going to grow six inches in six months. This like, right. it's about time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So so it's more about getting enough in to support their activity, that they're not feeling tired, yeah. that they're not feeling run down, they're not, you know, starting to get injured, things like that, versus any sort of, yeah. you know. And then, and that's too, it's just trial and error. That's the one thing yeah. I hate and love about nutrition. It's... Yeah, there's a, no exact. It's a trial and error process, yeah. right? It's like this, especially with kids, right? Because you're like, I think this is what you need. Yeah. Right? And so with kids, it's I talk more about kind of what the plate looks like versus like actual portion smart, sizes yeah. or things like that, right? So, you know, for most of your athletes, you know, it's like thirds is an easy place to start. Yeah. So like a third protein, a third carb, and a third color. Yeah. It's kind of an easy place to start, yeah. right? Versus... You know, you need to do a cup of a cup of right. rice, six ounces of turkey, and yeah, you know. the weighing and measuring thing's not going to happen for them for the most no. part. No, but I I think there's value too, like in just them starting to think about nutrition instead of right. just like I'm just going to eat like I'm whatever right. I have. Like right, just, like, putting a little bit of thought into it, there's probably some value in just like building good habits early on. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, I always fall back on that. Like that's the basics, right? Like. It's protein, carb, and color yeah. for meals. And then snacks, you know, protein and a carb slash color depending because, like, fruit kind of rides that line between both yeah. where it's also a good simple carb, but it also counts in my mind as, like, color. Yeah. So, and then, you know, the protein kind of just works in there from, like, a hunger and, like, a general, like, satiety perspective. But that also depends on, like, activity, like, where yeah. where it is, like, where their activity is within their day. Yeah, so let's, I mean... Protein wise, I think like that's I think most of the middle school kids, that's probably where they're under on everything would yeah. be protein. So the only thing that I ever tell kids when they ask about supplements 
and I don't even know if that's yeah how protein would be really a supplement yeah it kind of is I guess um that's all I tell kids is like hey if you want to take a supplement let's get a like a whey protein and let's start there yeah um like would you agree that's like a normal like that's the only thing I would ever tell you yeah especially a middle school kid high school kid maybe we talk about creatine a little bit yeah yeah um yeah I mean middle school there's no reason they should be on any sort of supplement right like I like plus if you're a middle school kid show me your diet Right, I want yeah, to see. I want to see that bad boy. Like, if you're telling me you're doing every single thing yeah. right and you're still feeling like trash, like, mm, yeah. let's let me right. let me truly <laughs> see this, right? And I don't I don't know if I don't know if a single if any supplement's really gonna yeah really gonna help that. Plus, at that point, it's like okay, well, let's talk about okay. So you know, from you know an adult perspective, like you know, a vitamin D supplement. I always talk about with a lot of people I work with a fish oil supplement, right? So let's for that middle school kid, let's just try to get it from natural sources, right? Yeah. Like let's Look at your dairy products. If you're lactose, there are other options too. Uh, or if you're like lactose intolerant, there are other options yeah. too. Um, let's increase your fish intake. If you're really feeling run down and like you know feel like you have inflammation, you know let's right. let's look at let's look at your fish intake. Let's let's up some of our fatty fish. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I do the same thing with with older athletes, right? But their needs in the in the younger athletes, some of those needs might be different. But also, let's let's not start the supplement trend. Let's just really really focus yeah. on food. And get those habits yeah. before we ever. Plus, I mean, how elite of an athlete are you in right. the middle school? <laughs> yeah, right? right? Yeah. Like to the point where you know you're trying to eke out that extra, like yeah, you know, one percent. Yeah, let's get the basics done yeah. first. Plus, we'll never know too. Those studies are never going to be done. Right. I like I listened to a podcast probably I don't know six seven months ago. It was talking about supplement use in kids, and I mean like meth, like um, mechanistically, right? There's a lot of out there that probably or that shouldn't inherently have any negative effects on them but we're never going to truly know because there's so much issue there's already i mean there's already an issue with supplement research in general right and struggle and you add the wrinkle of having to have consent and like and there's so many variables and kids and yeah hormones puberty like yeah because like you know like you mentioned creatine for some high schoolers yeah like probably not gonna hurt them to take creatine you know and like mechanistically there's no reason why it should but Again, you know, let's look at that diet thing, right? right? You know, straight first, yeah. And then you run into the gray is like, well, when do they start? When can you start supplementing? Yeah, supplementing them, right? Like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Like where, like where does, yeah, where do you draw the line, right? Like you know, and that's you know that far range. You seventeen yeah. year old who are fully developed and aren't going to grow anymore, but then you also have twenty or eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds who still have another right. year or two of growing to get through. So it's, yeah, it's tough. So let's kind of so let's take it to kind of the parent perspective, right? Um, so like we talked about already, most parents, most athletes are not going to weigh and measure food, right? Um, yeah, and I don't want them. Yeah, so like we we talked about kind of the protein carb color. We talked about kind of the thirds. Is there anything to look for or avoid, like at restaurants, grocery shopping? Like, what are some just basic things that parents can do to like help their kids? as simply as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be whole foods, right? You know, um, you can do like whole, whole foods in the sense of like, you know, the idea like shop around the outside as much as you can. But, um, I mean, you can get a lot of what you need from those whole food sources. I think what you run into a lot of times with parents is, is, you know, they have training and then practice and then it's late. So then it's like, what are we getting to food? Like, what's the quickest option is it just bars things like and those those like do have their places 
but I mean, just whole food sources, but then also recognize even within that, the grocery store, like you could do that, like, you know, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or like a jelly sandwich and a piece of fruit is a great, you know, post-workout between, you know, if you have a kid who's yeah. lifting and then has like an hour or two before a, a game or a practice or something like that, right? right. Like that's a nice, easy option that, yeah. you know, stays well, you know, is, is fresh. Yeah. So that's like, you know, that's whole food options and then kind of supplementing with some of those like more processed bars, um, things like that, yeah. right? Um, you know, I would just kind of focus on that. Um, when it comes to like restaurants, I mean, kind of a crapshoot, I guess it depends on where you're going, but I like always yeah. tell people I've never been to a restaurant and I guess it really depends on like where you're stopping. Right. Right. Um, you know, like fast food obviously is a little harder. Um, because like, you know, are you getting fried, something fried, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of those have better options now. Like you can always get like yeah. grilled options. Right, no bun and grilled. Right, but I mean, even like not a bun, it's like, I mean, that's like thinking about what they're doing. Like they still need those carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. like it's probably not, you know, would I rather it be a whole wheat bun than like a white, like white bread? But, you know. You win some, you lose little, some, yeah. right? Those like those are like the those. fine nuances. Right. You know, I more think about like the family who's like eating out every day of the week because you know, they have two kids or three kids and all of them are in sports and they're running around and, yeah. and then like, you know, you're only eating fast food. So like, where's your color ever? Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I more worry about yeah. versus anything else or then like, and then like, what about breakfast? Like, are they, are, is, is breakfast a rush too? So then they're just grabbing something yeah. quick out the door. Right. So, you know, uh, I, we just try to over, I think we too often try to overcomplicate it. So it's like kind of go to yeah. the basics. It does make it a little easier now with like the, the trend of, you know, bowl places, right. You know, cause bowl places you, it's really easy to get those three options, right? right? Whether it's Chipotle, a Cava, a Moe's, yeah. um, there's just tons of, like, there's tons of options now. Yeah. Right. So, um, and I think it's like thinking about like places that you don't necessarily think about like Panda Express, like you can easily get a good option, right? Like they generally have a Brown or like a white rice, which again, right. We're really splitting hairs there. If we're talking right. about like a meal versus like a better fast food meal versus other right yeah they're always going to have like a sauteed vegetables or stir-fried vegetables yeah. for your color and then they're going to have like some sort of chicken beef that's yeah you know has some sauce on it probably but still it's better than, better than something yeah. you know so fried and, and that takes yeah. you know five minutes to go so you know similarly fast right plus you run an issue it's like how many times have you sat at chick-fil-a how, how many how many times have you gone past the chick-fil-a here in southern pines and you felt like they're probably waiting 10, 15 minutes just to get their food. It's like, you could just walk in yeah. to, to Chipotle or right. uh, like, like I said, like Panda Express and like, it's going to take less of time or about the same amount of time. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's more about kind of, again, it, it just all kind of goes back to the basics, right? Yeah. And kind of figuring out what you can have on hand, like fruit pretty much stays really well, right? Like any sort of fruit product. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm all about kind of a fruit product, right? Um, like deli and, and bread sandwiches are again stay pretty well. Yeah. Um, veggies are a little bit harder, and again, it depends on like where, right? Yeah. Because they're going to and from a, a like a lift to a practice or a game. You know how how much veggies can we really get in them? Yeah. You know so, but that's where it's like okay, well let's have them get some fruit. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I've like. I'm certainly not a expert or anything like that, but I think like preparation. Like, yeah. is the key, right? Like, being able to have, you mentioned, like, having fruit on hand, having vegetables on hand, like, and just, like, taking the time to 
prepare like hey tomorrow i know i've got kid a is going to go to soccer practice at nine o'clock yeah. kid B's got baseball at two o'clock like i need to have some sort of lunch right prepared ready right or, or a place to go like and just about do it, the, yeah. yeah just do the prep work beforehand and that way you're not you know sliding through mcdonald's at you know on the run right and then all of a sudden and again it doesn't need to be perfect right like but you know and, and again i understand schedules are busy but you know if you're doing that every day of the week you know that's low-hanging fruit let's right. take that from every day of the week or you know three or four times a week to like once or twice right let's yeah. just let's prep one or two days versus yeah you know three or four or so yeah and ideally i mean it's i it's like anything else right like when you first start working out it's like yeah. hey let's just work out once or twice a week yeah and you get used to that all right yeah. cool let's try to add one more let's try to add one more and it's just like you're talking about like if you can simplify it and take baby steps and not try to just like hey from starting today we're going to weigh and measure every meal we're going to yeah. compartmentalize everything like yeah so yeah, just try to make it easy yeah and like i said i mean it's the simple the simpler the better at this age for kids right yeah. you know meals looking like that consistent snacking around activity right so we haven't really touched on that yet but that kind of comes in the you know like pre during and post right so like pre let's get some carbohydrates in Right, let's use some simple. That's where we're talking about, like the simple versus complex. Yeah. Let's get some simple carbohydrates in. So, so for example, right, you know, some of the kids I've worked with in the past, it's like, they have, they'd have lunch at school, right, and they're going right to baseball practice. Like right. for example, as a kid, I'm working with now baseball player trying to put on weight, right. He's I think he's junior, about to be senior maybe, um, trying to put on weight, right. But before we started working together, you know, he, you know, it would be lunch. And then he'd go to baseball practice and then finish baseball practice, sometimes eat something, but maybe, or like, you know, be done, but maybe go to a lift or another training or yeah. another practice, right? So you got six, seven hours where you didn't Right, right. And then, you know, so it's kind of like, let's figure out feeling around activity too, right? That's another, not necessarily easy low-hanging fruit, but like another place to kind of look at, yeah. you know? So, okay. So they're getting their school lunch and they're going to like a lifter practice. So what do they do in between? like lunch and so you know the kids you, we work with here the kids you work with here you know those those them guys are here by like three thirty four. that's when i usually show up right yeah. so did they have anything to snack after they left school or are they like coming from school to this right right easy thing is just like let's pack a piece of fruit for them yeah right you know let's just have that in the car for them or you know if they're allowed to take it with them have it you know at like two or something but you know yeah. even if they're not like let's do something then Let's yeah. have something in the car for him, like a piece of fruit. Even like, again, and, you know, pre, it's like simpler carbs. So, you know, a Gatorade, maybe. Um, pack of fruit snacks, you know. Yeah. It doesn't need to be big. Something, yeah. Right. And then, like, during, you know, it just depends on the activity. Like, you generally under an hour, don't really need anything. Yeah. They're going over an hour, you know, maybe. So, like, a longer practice. That's where, like, a Gatorade could come into play during practice or, you right. know similarly like a pack of fruit snacks or something small like that and then post it's like let's make sure they're getting something in yeah right you know if they're not gonna eat dinner within like an hour or two let's get them a snack yeah. right like some protein and some carbs then after right so like a small deli sandwich is a super easy option that you know they could make themselves to give yeah. them a little like that's their easy. own autonomy right like that's a super easy option yeah that takes very minimal effort and kind of satisfies those those sorts of things like Greek yogurt and granola, like a yogurt parfait, right? Yeah. You know, a Chobani yogurt and a piece of fruit, same, same idea, right? Um, Just simple, simple stuff. Right, and then you know, if they're running to or from a practice, or like doing a practice or doing a lift, and then kind of 
you know, an hour, hour and a half break before they have to run to a game, right? That's why you get a little bit more, not technical, but, you know, you definitely want some carbs and some protein, but, yeah. you know, make sure they're same idea, they're getting something. Right. So, plus I feel like, too, it's, like, amount-wise, like, kids are pretty resilient. Like, you see some of these kids who can just pound whatever and then go do sprints like yeah. it's nothing, right? Yeah. Like, you do that, I'm going to be throwing up on the floor. Yeah, man. Yeah, high school, I remember, you know, night before 6 a.m. practice having Doritos and Mountain Dew and waking up and practicing for two hours and feel fine yeah and then you're like now i'm like man i have like a cup of mountain dew feel terrible right or like oh i gotta make sure i eat like an hour and a half before because if i don't like throw up i don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) when i start my workout i don't wanna you know so and those kids are like fine right you know you see them often just crushing you know a fast food restaurant and then running out and playing yeah you know a game or something like that too and you know i think something a lot of and i don't know if you see this is like well, like a lot of parents might not recognize is is like that actual like volume of activity they're doing in their sport, right? Like a baseball game, yeah. not really much not going really on, much, right? Yeah. Like like you still need to fuel appropriately for it and make sure you're okay, but like doesn't need to be excessive, right? right? Versus like a soccer a soccer match, yeah. where they're constantly moving. You know, there's kind of different demands, and you know, it's not the exact same. Yeah. That's where it becomes a little bit newer nuance can be hard, but you know, yeah. Also recognizing that there are different needs for different sports. Yeah, I guess hydration would fall into that too, depending on like temperature and that kind of stuff as well. Um, like obviously in the summer you're losing a lot more fluids. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, I think that's becoming a little bit better now. Like I know in the past, like when I was in school, like you weren't allowed to have a water bottle in class yeah. or none of that, and I think yeah. that's kind of yeah. gone now. Um, but. I, you feel like dehydration is a big issue with the younger kids? I mean, I think it can. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it just depends it's, on the kid. Yeah, it depends on the kid, how much they're drinking, right? Like, are they having those thirst, those hunger cues, right? You know, plus, like, what are they drinking? Yeah. It's like, technically, all liquids hydrate, right? right. Like, regardless if it's sugary or not, it's still technically hydrating, yeah. right? So, you know... Um, what do you yeah use common sense there don't don't drink a lot of sugar if you don't right (laughs) but like i mean but i mean like from like a hydration standpoint right like you know they're you know all liquids all liquids count basically is what i'm sort of saying so yeah i don't know i haven't seen a lot of it um but yeah it's always something to to be aware of it's you know making sure they always have water with them right yeah just kind of don't get don't get super thirsty yeah um let's talk about uh just kind of some specific foods real quick um i just wrote down like a few basics like easy ones for parents easy ones for kids yeah um kind of not necessarily a full macro breakdown i guess but just an idea of like hey if i'm trying to get in you know a gram of protein per per pound of body weight like yeah what do i need to eat yeah Um, because that's typically what i tell like again i i can't technically give nutritional advice right, right, right. or anything. Yeah. Um, but I typically tell kids like, Hey, if you can get, you know, a gram per pound, yeah. if you can get, um, you know, an ounce of water per body, like, yeah, I try to give them some breakdown. So like, yeah, if we can just kind of go through like chicken, eggs, beef, like what does that kind of breakdown look like for them? Yeah. I mean, so like from like a true macros, like you said, yeah, protein somewhere between probably like 0.75 to a gram per pound. They don't really need much more than yeah. Than that, you know, that's just a general rule of thumb. Um, you know, you just got to make sure they're not sacrificing a carbohydrate or a fat for like to get extra protein, right? right. 
Um, so, you know, the easiest way I think about it is like, you know, a deck of cards, regardless of, or three ounces, regardless of whether it's like a chicken, a beef, turkey, um, fish, is about 20 grams of protein. So like okay. three ounces are like a deck of card size. You know, gotcha. it's, I mean, yeah, there's some like nuance to it there, sure. but like in the grand scheme of things, like a gram or two isn't, yeah. isn't going to make or break. I mean, like your lunch meat is usually about like six or so grams per like, per like slice. per slice of lunch meat similarly with eggs about six or so grams right um so those are kind of like your big your big animal products yeah. from that perspective from like the protein perspective um it's kind of the the easy way to think about the, the yeah. protein and like i said earlier like uh, pretty much animal products is what you want to gravitate towards from a yeah. from a protein perspective right if they're you're vegetarian or you're kind of trying to do that like there are other options too like we yeah. said like soy tofu um seitan um depending like you know dairy so there's tons of options yeah. out there like are you eating eggs too i mean you know a lot of vegetarians still eat eggs or fish or yeah or things like that so and there's tons of easy options too right like um i mean i've cooked very minimally for myself but you know like rotis there's always rotisserie chickens right, right. like that's an easy protein that's already cooked for yeah. you deli meat like we said the canned tuna or like the packs of tuna or chicken or salmon or things like that are super easy. Yeah. You know, eggs cook really quickly. They're super easy to dough. Like, you know, you could throw them in the microwave and cook them. Right. So even if you're like traveling a lot, right, but they have a fridge at the hotel, but they don't have a full breakfast and you want a little protein, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, easy. You make scrambled eggs in the microwave. It doesn't taste the best, but you know, right. it's the job done. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fuel. Exactly, exactly. Um. Yeah, from, like, carbs, it's kind of just really depends on, like, the product, right? There's no, like, this is 30 grams of carbs, right? Yeah. It's, it really depends on what it is, yeah. right? So you're still talking about, like, third, third, third. So if you did, like, a chicken breast and a third of rice and then something else, like, that'd be a pretty simple, mm -hmm. simple veggie. Yeah, I mean, right. that's the kind of, again, like, I would think about that and then, like, you know, try to let kids respond to the hunger cues as much as I as they can, right? Like, if... You know, our bodies are pretty good at that, especially hopefully at that age, right? We haven't messed it up too bad at that yeah. point. So, like, if they're still hungry, let them eat more, right? You know, but, like, let's let's let them go to the, the like, the color and the and the carb first and then, like, see how they feel, right? But, you know, so, yeah. so kind of understand that they still, you know, they should still have a decent idea, right? Yeah. Um, so, and... and you know, there's arguments to be made that, you know, once you get into, like, the middle school, high school realm, like, their calorie need isn't that much different from, from a, from a, um, like, an adult. Right. Realistically. Same, yeah. Right? Like, it, it, I mean, yeah, there, it's definitely, it, it's gonna be lower, but it's not like, you know, it's not like you need 3,000 calories and this, you know. 11 year old boy only needs a thousand right like yeah, it's closer than that yeah right so so they could eat similarly to like the other family members yeah right with the again the understanding that they probably don't need as much but they still need a lot it's and close, again like yeah. you know where are they within their puberty like if they're in the middle of a growth spurt and like need, you can't yeah. feed them enough right, right. Yeah. you know or they're just like that high metabolism of that but, like you can't feed them enough so they're eating more than you know what i mean yeah. like um i mean middle school is maybe a little bit more yeah like not even but harder to guess right. but say still same idea right it's probably similarly to what a normal person you know maybe not yeah. super active would eat 
but it could be higher, right? Depending on what yeah. you have them do, or, you know. Um, yeah. So I mean, as far as I think the biggest issue that I mean I see with my kids, and they're not even close to that age yet, um, is like fruits and veggies. Right? Yeah. Like it's hard to get. I, like I'm not gonna be able to get my kids to eat a hundred different vegetables. So like, yeah. As far as just kind of bang for your buck, like if you got kids that just don't enjoy vegetables, don't enjoy fruit. Like, what's kind of the best bang for your buck as far as fruits and veggies go? I mean, fine. I, I mean, it takes – I mean, st- well, one is, like, start them young at that point, right? Like, I mean, even now, like, it takes time for palates to develop. And it also takes time – like, think about you trying something new. Like, it takes a little bit for you to truly, like, really like it, even yeah. if you, like, eventually end up liking it, right? So just kind of, like, continuing to expose them to, like, different options, giving them the options, right? Um so but like but like bang for your buck there's not like one that i would say right super vegetable (laughs) right it's not like if they're only gonna eat vegetables at this one right i mean i think the best fruit and vegetables are especially at that age are the ones they're gonna eat right right? um you know kind of making that setting that and that i mean with your high school and middle school athletes it's like you can't really set that young but it's kind of comes to like setting that precedent young that like we're gonna eat fruits and vegetables right? right like you're gonna expose them to it a lot right um I mean, also, like, who doesn't like fruits? Literally sugar. Like, come on. Like, that's literally... I can understand vegetables to an extent, right? But, like, come on, man. It's it's literally... I mean, yeah, I'm sure there there are kids like that. But it's like, come on. It's just... It's sugar. Like, let's... And they're all different, dude. Like, my my oldest uh, will not eat anything. Like, I I was like... I was one of those parents that was like, listen, when we have our kids, we're going to eat dinner. This is what you're going to eat or you're not going to eat. Yeah. She would just not eat and she would just starve to death. Like... (laughs) She would literally just do that. Um, my middle one will eat anything I put in front of her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's what we've been trying to do is just like, hey, let's try this sweet potato today. Let's try right. this yeah. piece of broccoli. Let's try this green bean. Let's try this corn. Yeah. And just kind of yeah. Like every time we every time we eat it as a family, you just have to try it. Right. Just try to keep yeah kind of putting it in there, and hopefully, you know, at some point it switches. But yeah, and I don't know. I forget, I mean, I read it at one point when I was, like, in my schooling when it was, like, you know, like, nutrition through the lifespan. But, I mean, it takes, you know, a handful of times exposure to a fruit or a vegetable before they may really like it, yeah. right? But, you know, you, you got to... Keep, keep pounding it. Right, or just keep putting it out there for them, right? Like, yeah. keep giving the option, keep giving the option versus just, like, oh, they don't like it after the first try or second try. Like, we're not going to... Yeah. Plus, their, their palates are changing, or, like, their taste preferences are changing yeah. constantly, so... You know, if you just give up on a on a fruit after like once or twice, like yeah. they're growing so much and changing so much, and their brains changing and developing, that it's like, yeah. who knows what they're gonna like in <laughs> six months, three right, months, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's yeah. I'm we're going through that right now. Like I've mine are young, right? I got six six four to baby, so yeah, baby, we're easy right now. Yeah, yeah, six yeah. and four, are a little bit of a challenge. Really, yeah. just the six. The four literally will like anything I put in front of her, she'll she'll eat it. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's, let's finish it up with just, um, like if you had perfect day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, or breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, however you, however you do right. it, um, for like a normal kid who's going to school and then has practice or game after school, like what would that perfect kind of yeah. day look like? Yeah. Um, I mean, so, you know, breakfast, uh, like again, thinking about like our protein carb color, right? Let's think, you know, you know, a bagel sandwich and a piece of fruit. Right, it's a little bit harder to get vegetables in the yeah. in a breakfast. Um, I tell some of the people I work with now, I'm like, who says you can't have a salad at breakfast? Right, right? Yeah. like kids probably aren't going to do that. Food. But, <laughs> but like you know, a, a, 
you know, there's a lot of, especially like culturally, right? Like in America, we have like our, our Western breakfast, but you know, that's not, it's different. It's different everywhere. Right. And again, like same idea. It's like, who says you can't have a salad for breakfast? Right. Just because that's not, Not but either way, regardless, like, you know, probably not going to have, probably (laughs) probably not going to have many vegetables, right. Like, you know, for breakfast, but you know, like I said, a bagel sandwich and a piece of fruit is, is easy, right. Um, a yogurt parfait, right? Yeah. Um, granola with some, um, granola with some peanut, or sorry, not granola, oatmeal with some peanut butter and some fruit thrown in, or something like that, right? Yeah. You know, maybe not as high protein, but still, right? Just you know, you're getting uh, everything you need. We, yeah, I think too often nutrition is overcomplicated, regardless of the age, right? Yeah, Where it's sure. like, let's just think of the protein carb color. Where's that at? Like that's how I plan my meals. Every like that's yeah how I figure out how to eat, right? That's how I plan things. So. Um, kind of start there so like right like let's just say like a bagel sandwich and you know an apple or a banana cool, cool. awesome yeah. um you know maybe depending on the athlete right you know have a like a snack between breakfast and lunch right send me a day, like a piece of fruit a granola bar is fine you know maybe like a protein bar um i mean at that point it's a little bit harder to do true like full like full food yeah so, if you're like, in class and stuff, right yeah. like a bar is fine um or you could like you know a bag of like a pack of bag of cereal a little bit of trail mix yeah um maybe some like a piece of fruit so um and then like lunch school lunch is i mean yeah you can complain all you want about it but it does sort of satisfy the yeah typically <laughs> the, 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 the options at least there right the protein yeah. you know it does typically satisfy that like protein carb color idea yeah so you know school lunch is is fine with me right i mean i don't i haven't been in a school in yeah, I mean, like twelve years. I don't so know I what mean, it looks like in middle school. I'm, in high schools, I know that typically they have like yeah, multiple yeah. stations, right? You yeah, have like a salad station. You got yeah. like the typical school lunch station, and right. then you have like some like a pizza station. Or yeah, something. I mean, I remember when I was in when I was in high school, I would do like a huge like deli sandwich, way more meat than I needed, but like yeah. a deli sandwich, and then I would just like and probably like something else with it, but I don't remember what. But then I would like go into the like the lunch line and get whatever vegetable, like get a big bowl of whatever vegetable it was. Yeah. Boom, there's my lunch, right? So right. I mean. You know, you could also, like, pack lunch, same idea. Like, a deli sandwich is super easy, yeah. right? You know, um, I mean, I bet you And that's cheaper, schools... too, right? Because then you can buy a pack of, you buy a right. loaf of bread and a pack right. of meat. And, right, yeah. You know, um, but even just, like, leftovers, right? Like, they don't necessarily, like, have to truly warm them up. But I bet you a lot of them have microwaves now. About a lot of, like, Probably. a lot of high schools, like, kids warm up microwaves. But, I mean, like, leftovers from the night before are, like, pretty easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't necessarily have to cook for them. But... Yeah. But like also like a beans and rice is a fairly high protein like meal and doesn't necessarily need to be warmed up, yeah. right? You know, mm-hmm. so, but either way, right? So same idea there, right? Um, you know, leftovers or the school lunch, the same idea of probably satisfying all of them, yeah. you know? Uh, and then again, similarly probably want to snack before practice or whatever, right. right? Like say they have, say they're playing a sport, so it's like a three o'clock practice, right? That you lunch at like 11 or 12, three o'clock practice, you know, probably around like one thirty two, two thirty, depending on preference, some sort of snack, right? And that is going to be like a carb slash color if it's like a fruit and possibly like a protein, you know, thrown yeah. in there if they, if they want it, right? Yeah. It, that's really like a preference. And like but, you said, if you got like a, it, it may change a little bit depending on the sport too. Yeah. If you got more of an endurance athlete, you may try to get a little higher carb. And, yeah, maybe. Yeah, like you know, but like thirty to sixty grams of carbs is like an easy idea yeah. for most of those kids, right? Um, I mean, it's the same idea for adults, but again, trial and error. Yeah. So like a piece of fruit, pack of fruit snacks, granola bar, um, a PB and J. I mean, it's really kind of yeah. 
like a preference thing, right? Yeah. But you know, that's where it's gonna be like a little bit more simpler. I mean, honestly, even like a piece of like a, like a candy bar, like a pack of Skittles or something, isn't. Yeah, just some simple. Right again, it's the idea. It's the idea of like, you know, and two, it kind of comes back to the idea of like, if we just need to get them fuel in for that practice, like let's make sure it's just something they can get in right like ideal like ideal scenario would be you know maybe not candy but realistic it's i'm also realistic right like uh so there that and then you know practice and then you know same and then dinner right you know chicken rice and and like a salad or like chipotle let's go to chipotle get some rice some fajita vegetables the pinko de gallo yeah you know same idea it's right uh so and then they want a nighttime snack. Same idea, like protein and a carb yeah. or protein and a color. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it, yeah. I mean, it takes a little work to kind of figure it out initially, but like once that kind of becomes a habit, it's pretty like, yeah. you know, where's my protein? Where's my carb? Where's my color? What do I want? You know, yeah. so that would kind of be like that ideal day um, for, for me in my mind. And again, like, you know, I hopefully or realistically probably most kids are going to be able to self-regulate a little bit yeah especially if it's more of like those whole foods like you know not the heavily processed the hyper palatable stuff right like simple sugars simple carbs all that kind of stuff like most kids are should be able to self-regulate if you're giving them like whole right um again you run into the issues with some of the kids who are like who are trying to put on weight where they're not hungry yeah so you got to kind of you know keep keep on them a little more make sure you're eating make sure you're having snacks make sure you're doing yeah. this right and kind of like the supplement perspective like i've had definitely worked with some kids who you know we put them on a mass gainer yeah just because they need the calories right yeah. you know so yeah I've, I've had a couple of kids like that um and then like the kid i got right now that's going to to whopper to play football like he's got a smaller frame but it's like if he's gonna play at that level he's yeah. got to be able to gain weight so we've we've been able to like have him gain weight but also lose body fat which has been cool um and and so that's you know playing that balance and yeah trying to get the amount of calories that you need but good calories i think is is interesting but he's also a little older too true right Right. yeah yeah, yeah. 17 18 right so a little bit different animal than yeah than a middle school kid yeah or even just like a younger high school kid yeah so i mean i I think the main takeaways you know that that we talked about essentially is like simplify it first right let's talk about your basic protein card color let's get that set first 100 before we talk about anything else let's get your diet straight um you know if you're getting a snack it's a protein and a carb um and if you can kind of hit those things and you got those things locked in and then you still need extra stuff then we can you know right. go into that then let's it comes get more that. playing yeah. yeah like let's more play but yeah like if you can't do that then like not that i don't want to talk to you but like yeah if we, so can't, we don't have anything to talk about <laughs> right like if you can't do that like you know I mean, I understand, like, I've never, I've never been a parent, obviously, you know, I'm not a parent, yeah. so, well, not obviously, but either way, I'm not a parent, <laughs> right. so, like, I can't speak to, like, busy and stress and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff, but, like, you know, even, like, there's so many, like, better convenience options now than there was, like, 10, 15 years For ago, sure. that it's, it, it's getting harder and harder to make that excuse, right, right. like, even Chick-fil-A has, like, a side of fruit, yeah. or, like, the superfood salad, right, like, you know, Sure, your kid probably still needs the fries, but like, yeah. let's add that on, right? right? Like, yeah, let's do make let's decisions. do the let's do the nuggets and the fries, but then also let's get them that side of fruit, right? Yeah. Let's get them that that like kale kale side or yeah. whatever it is called, right? So like, even like a place like Chick Fil A that everyone loves, like you can still do that, yeah. But you know, it, 
most of your fast food restaurants have a salad option. Right. So. Yeah, know. I mean, I think it's like anything else. I mean, it's obviously it takes a level of discipline, but right. maybe not as much as what other people think. Um, like you can simplify it a lot easier. Um, right. Like you're saying, there's a lot of options out there, but. I mean, I think like we talked about earlier, like the biggest thing is like just being prepared, like understanding yeah. what your day is going to look like and how, like how are we going to try to fit this in. And it doesn't take hours of preparation, I don't think. No. Like, no. If I know i got to go on a road trip somewhere, like, hey, let's look and see what's on the way and let's figure it out. Right. Plus, like even gas stations anymore are going to have fruit. Yeah, there's they're fruit. Gonna, yeah. They're going to have yogurt. They're going to have beef jerky. They're going to have, you know, yeah. even like a sandwich from a gas station and a piece of fruit is like not that bad again, you yeah. know. And again, with kids, like, we're not sweating the small stuff, right? Like, yeah. they're not track, like... We're not talking about salad dressings. They're and... <laughs> not, they're, yeah, we're not sweating the small stuff. We're talking about big, high-order basics. Are they getting good protein? Are they getting carbohydrates? And are they getting color, yeah. right? And then are they are they fueling appropriately around their activity to support their performance, right? Yeah. You know, and then are they, are, are we self-regulating with them, right? You know, if they're telling me they're feeling tired all the time, you know, so maybe we need to up their calories some. Like, yeah. maybe we need to figure out, like, getting some more snacks, see how they respond to that. It's still a try and error process. Yeah. So, but, you know, kind of then that self-regulation piece is, is well comes into play. It's yeah. like, you know, how are they feeling? They ask them how they're feeling. Are they feeling really tired? Yeah. Um, plus, I mean, I feel like you'll probably get into another podcast, but it's like probably a lot of these kids are doing way more than they should, right? Like, yeah, for sure. No question. Y- you know, so yeah. I'm sure you'll talk about that another time, but, like, yeah. the same thing, you run into the same thing. It's just like... Yeah. To, yeah, the reason they're always run down is because, you know, they're practicing until 10 o'clock at night, going yeah. to bed at 11, Four days a week. waking yeah. up at 6. It's like, these kids need more sleep. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. like, you know, we didn't even touch on that, but, like, that's just as much of the foundation. For sure. Right? Like, if nutrition's just as – nutrition and sleep go hand in hand, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you I mean, can, you can have board. perfect nutrition, and if you're not sleeping because they're – you're running them around, running them ragged. Like it doesn't matter how perfect their nutrition is. Yeah, they're not sleeping. Yeah, I mean, getting enough. That's literally like again, I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't give a lot of advice on it. But like on my board downstairs, yeah, I give them three things. I'm like, get the amount of protein that you yeah. need, drink the water that you need, yeah. and get eight hours of sleep. Like if you can do those three things, yeah, you're probably ahead of most people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I heard something like one of my old coaches told me, he's like, just be in bed for eight hours. Right, like yeah. I mean, I may not sleep for eight hours, but I make an effort to be in bed for yeah. a solid eight hours a night. You know, so yeah, sweet, cool. Well, if anybody's got like uh, if parents or athletes or anything have questions or want to reach out to you, like what's the best way to kind of do that? Or yeah, I mean, if it's at the gym here, I mean, you have my contact Nate, so yeah. just feel free to give them my info or just have them swing like you know stop by when I'm in a fairly consistent with my workout schedule. Yeah. Um, my Instagram, if you just search Aston Dommel, I think my Instagram is like Adommel22. Maybe it's Aston Dommel22. I don't know. Aston like the car. Yeah, let me look real quick. <laughs> uh, That's how you introduced yourself to me when we first yeah, met. Yeah, it's Aston like the car. I was like, oh, you've done this before. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's Adommel22. So okay. D-O-M-M, two M's is in Mary, E-L, 22. So that's my Instagram. But if you just search cool. my name, probably pop up. Yeah. But then also, like, you know, I'm at the gym a lot, so. Yeah. Let's yeah, contact us and we'll uh, we'll get you hooked up for sure. Yeah, or just reach out to you and yeah. you can put them in contact. Cool. Well, thanks for stopping by, man, and yeah. talking through some stuff. And um, like I said, if you got any questions or anything, feel free to reach out to him or reach out to me, and I'll get you in touch with him. And um, again, thanks for coming, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, sir.
Thanks for listening to the Unlocking Athletes podcast. If you liked what you heard, give us a follow, comment, and review. If you are or know of an athlete that truly has the desire to maximize their potential, please follow at EAX underscore Athlete Academy and send us a message. We do in-person and remote training for athletes in any sport and would love an opportunity to be a part of your journey. Until next time, be an example you want others to follow, be intentionally grateful every single day, and be the hardest worker in the room. Let's have a day.